Are you familiar with the idea of the too much woman? You know, the woman who is too loud, too emotional, too demanding, too angry, too sexual. Now, this woman actually presents in many flavors, but there's something all too much women have in common, and that's the discomfort they create for patriarchy. An overculture rooted in puritanical ideals regarding women's acceptability simply don't know what to do with women who create, express, and stand for radical change other than tear them down and put them back in their place. Or should I say our place? Because I am proudly a too much woman myself. Today on the podcast, if you relate or you have a too much woman in your life that you love, I want to share with you how and why it's time we celebrate what it means to be too much and begin to see how the health of humanity and the planet requires us to take up space as leaders of this new frontier. Welcome to the Sensual Alchemy School podcast, where we explore grief, pleasure, and the sometimes messy, always beautiful paradox that exists between the two. Here, as we center the experience of our wise bodies through the archetypal feminine, we ask, within a culture that perceives emotional, intuitive, and creative intelligence as inferior and avoids pain at all costs, what if grief were our compass and pleasure our medicine? My name is Kate Leeper, and I'm so grateful you're here. Well, hello there, friends, and welcome back to the Sensual Alchemy School podcast. It's so nice to be back and to have you back. I'm really pumped to dive into today's topic. It's a fiery one, but it's something that can be a major obstacle for so many of us finding our feet as creative leaders and visionary women who are called into big service and big change-making work. And just before I dive in, I want to quickly remind you that if you've been curiously toying with the idea of joining my Luminous Creative Feminine Leadership Mastermind this year, there are less than three weeks left to enroll. You have got so much to gain and nothing to lose by taking the plunge into this gorgeous leadership experience. So if it calls to you, then be sure to schedule a chat with me. Okay, I'll pop all the details in the show notes for you. And yeah, let's let's come together and let's really map out how you want your 2023 to go, my love. Okay, so let's dive in to a really important topic. Okay, now we're getting up close and personal with the too much woman. And I'm going to guess that you know exactly who and what I'm talking about. And I'm going to refer to the too much woman as a she or a her today because they're my pronouns, right? But if you don't share my pronouns, but you totally share the traits expression and have been received as what I'm describing to be a too much woman yourself, then I'm absolutely talking to you. So for as long as I can remember, I've wrestled with this sense of my too muchness. And there's a plethora of stories in my family detailing my giant tantrums as a toddler and my loud, bossy and overly emotional disposition as a child. I remember having the names 
drama queen or show off and being labeled as too sensitive or emotional. And ever since my teenage years, my tendency to question or challenge the status quo at every turn has landed me with eye rolls and sighs from those who would prefer I just did what everyone else was doing. And now as a mother moving into midlife, I'm recognizing how much I want to give less and less fucks about being liked and so many more fucks about being in integrity and living a full, rich, expressed life. And yet it's become wildly clear where I still hold a lot of shame about my too muchness, where I need to actively and intentionally forge loving relationships with those part of me that have been and um, maybe continue to be perceived as too big, too loud, too rebellious, too weird, too much as a woman under patriarchy. So today's episode is in devotion to those parts of us that I now believe are truly magical. They are the parts that represent the wider ends of the human experience that allow life to be brighter, more loving, more adventurous, more humane, more creative, and more passionate. I want to find more ways to celebrate our too muchness, not only ways to celebrate ourselves and get more comfortable with taking up space and owning our own fullness, but ways to celebrate one another as fully expressed women. Because this is possibly the most rebellious, anti-patriarchal act of them all. And that's declaring our support and cheering on those women who are claiming their too muchness publicly and privately. Coming together in advocacy and celebration of feminine leadership instead of responding in ways that are divisive and intending to layer on more shame, which is ultimately doing the patriarchy's bidding. So guess who's celebrating then, right? But before we move into how we can celebrate too muchness, let's backtrack a little and flesh out the kind of too muchness that still really isn't welcome in mainstream society, that still challenges deep-seated assumptions about women and our worth and acceptability. There's so many I could tease apart, but for the purpose of today, I want to explore three main themes, and they are pleasure, expression, and leadership. These themes, in my mind, are inextricably linked and have everything to do with what women are waking up to right now at this time in history. But let's break them down. Firstly, pleasure. Now, I want to start here because actually, I feel like we need to just get clear on the significance of this one from the outset. Pleasure is almost the height of too muchness in the sense that a woman who loudly and proudly claims to live in devotion to feeling good in her body on her terms is the key phrase here is so audacious that it's triggering for so many people. 
And it's been my experience that men can struggle with women who visibly and unapologetically claim pleasure as a priority in their lives because the indication then is that for pleasure to take up space in a woman's life, not by accident, but intentionally, then that means that there'll be other things relinquished. There won't be space for other things. And yes, often when a woman rewires her body towards an orientation focused on slower, gentler, more sensitive and sensual, then martyrdom goes out the window and it's replaced by a deeper knowing of one's worthiness. And it's true because when we're on the hamster wheel of female service under patriarchy, we're desensitized to the glorious possibilities alive in our body. We just go, 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 waiting for the day that someone notices our contribution and gives us a pat on the back. But if we pay attention to the whispers of curiosity and the longings that ache within us and lead us to explore what lights us up, what brings us back to life, well, then the spell has been broken. We see a world in technicolor outside of that hamster wheel. And this, my loves, is too much for those who benefit from us as numb workhorses conditioned to give and give relentlessly. But what really needs to be addressed is how confronting a woman unabashedly taking up space in her pleasure can be for other women. And I speak to this with so much compassion because I truly believe that women who are activated by this kind of too muchness, at their core, the disdain or discomfort that arises inside them doesn't actually belong to them. It's a programmed response that we have when we witness another woman feeling liberated enough to access and embody a way of moving through the world in ways that we haven't yet given ourselves the right to. And I'm certainly not just referring to a woman who is in her sexual pleasure here. This might be part of it, but I'm referring to a woman who takes up space in her body, not just of her body, walking around homed in a physical form. No, a woman who derives pleasure from inhabiting her body and this is demonstrated by how she dresses and carries herself so comfortably, how she maintains eye contact and connection with ease, how she enjoys being seen and heard without needing approval or even understanding. A woman who conveys a confidence in her sensual nature outside of its implication to others really shakes up the order of things in a masculine dominant culture. Because in this culture, a woman's responsibility lies in ensuring the pleasure of men. And how she does this is irrelevant to whether she derives pleasure from it herself. And that's important. But the script dictates that if a woman were to choose her own pleasure, that makes her selfish and indulgent and irresponsible, which... Of course it does, because instilling that narrative in us for many thousands of years has established a system in which a woman will pull another woman down when they witness her stepping out of line, when they witness her daring to feel good and whole and free, even when in the depths of her, she is yearning for that same pleasure medicine herself. 
So I wonder if you resonate with what I'm saying here. I know this has been a huge unraveling for me personally over the past decade. And the bulk of women I work with identify this internalized misogyny in themselves and how noticing this pattern of being activated by women in their pleasure, it actually opened them up to this realm of embodiment work. Their curiosity overrode their patterning, which is so freaking exciting to me. Okay. Let's move on to the second theme because it beautifully continues on from pleasure. Now let's look at the too much woman as far as her expression. This is central to what constitutes a too much woman because not only is, is a woman too much if she's outwardly expressing her own pleasure, but she's also too much if she's overtly angry or emotional. It seems that the acceptable range of feminine expression is very limited. (laughs) You only need to turn to media representations of women in the public eye to see how we're treated. And this is where we get our cues from, almost. This is how we decide if we like, quote unquote, a celebrity or a, a public figure, how the media paints them to us. And if a woman is loud in her grief or forward in her rage or visible in her joy, then all of a sudden there's these labels slapped on it. And we're sitting there reading or consuming going, "Mm, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like the sound of her or, you know, just creating these, these stories in our own mind about why this woman's too much and why she doesn't deserve respect. And it can be so terrifying to be seen living outside this narrow window of feminine acceptability because we run the risk of being on the other end of really violent behaviour that's meant to keep us in our place. And I'm a firm believer based on experience that the key to moving beyond this fear is togetherness. Power in numbers when it comes to women healing and expanding our capacity to not only express ourselves with clarity and conviction and in the full range of who we are, but healing and expanding the mother wounds that keep us in the cycles of terror and unable to forge really healthy, supportive female friendships and community. While we're too scared to show up and be visible and create with abandon and delight in our sensual bodies, we're missing such rich relationships and avenues of possibility that arise when women come together in celebration and support of one another. And I'll expand on this a little more soon, but firstly, let's dive into the third and final theme for today, which is the relationship between women, too muchness and leadership. I mean, can we all just acknowledge how extraordinarily brave it is to hear the call of leadership in one way or another and move towards it, trusting that there's something meaningful in it for you and for those you desire to support and inspire, in spite of living in a world where women are still persecuted for expression and shamed for pleasure. If you swim in the sea of women's leadership and you have done for some time, it might just feel commonplace to you. But I want to remind you that the days of burning witches at the stake for speaking up, claiming a different worldview from the church or offering healing medicine outside of the dominant paradigm were really not so long ago. 
So if you're someone who listens to this podcast because maybe grief brought you here or a curiosity about feminine pleasure brought you here and the idea of taking up space as a creatively embodied leader in your area of passion or expertise feels like a daunting prospect, then it's no surprise considering many women who did so in history suffered greatly. I really believe there is a lot to be said for women playing an integral part in the healing of these ancient wounds to the feminine body and psyche. It's us that ultimately need to get super real about how we might be keeping the stigma of the too much woman alive in society by buying into these preconditioned, outdated ideas that were designed to keep women controlled and quiet and obliging to the patriarchal objectives. The times that we prejudge or label a woman, whether it be a woman in your community or in the public eye, for her outward expression of rage or despair, for her controversial convictions, for how she looks, for her lifestyle choices and orientations. And it's so important when we feel activated to check in and get curious about how much of your own response is truthfully conflicting with your deepest values and whether this woman is a legitimate risk of harm, maybe because her internalised sexism or racism or ableism is running the show, and how much are you reacting through the lens of too muchness and this immediate desire to quash a woman who is not prepared to stay within the confines of the good girl conditioning. And this truth and clarity about our own programming relies on a certain sensitivity to our own bodies and an awareness of what's ours and what we've simply inherited. And what I love about actually practicing this kind of embodied discernment is that we tend to then magnetize and gravitate towards other women who are in deeper integrity, who are more in relationship with the mature feminine as opposed to the wounded maiden archetype. And this means more potent collaboration and more powerful forces for change can be cultivated together in community. And of course, not forgetting the men who are here for this work as well. The men who are courageous enough to delve into their own fear of the too much woman and what it means for them to be in a world where women are fully claiming their pleasure, expression and leadership without requiring any approval from the male gaze and leading in entirely different ways. This is a huge adjustment for the male psyche and even those who claim to be woke feminists still have to get super honest with the patriarchal blueprint that lives within them and that has ultimately benefited them for thousands upon thousands of years. So how then, my loves, do we begin to celebrate our too muchness and start to open to the possibility that the parts of us that have been shrouded in shame and repressed for fear of persecution are the parts that are vital to our creative expression and our capacity to fully inhabit our sensuality? And I think the best place to start is with the reminder that these apparent too much parts are only labelled as such because they threaten the dominant of overculture and destabilise rigid, archaic institutions of power. When we can start to perceive our shame as something put upon us, as opposed to something we deserve or that we're responsible to fix, 
we can lean into the idea that our fully embodied selves are actually the beating heart of our leadership and unique contribution to the world. We can get to know ourselves and our too muchness through an entirely different lens. In the work I teach at Sensual Alchemy School, we perceive the body, the psyche, our identity and expression as infinitely mysterious. We investigate the multiple truths alive in us at any given time and invite intimacy with the sensations, beliefs, emotions, and the meanings that surface. And most times, this is vastly different to the labels and prescriptions we've been assigned by the culture, which serves to lay down new somatic and neural pathways that allow for so much self-acceptance and clarity. It's really a stunningly beautiful metamorphosis to be part of and witness to in other women. I think we have to admit that until we really devote ourselves to expanding our heart and mind to our own shame around too muchness, we'll struggle to genuinely celebrate the too muchness of other women. The historical conditioning that has done a solid job of teaching women to pit themselves against one another runs deep. So we have to stand against that by healing ourselves first and foremost. And it also doesn't hurt. In fact, it goes a long way to intentionally boost and champion other women doing brave work in the world where we can. All those women expressing themselves in ways that feel risky, but light up some kind of recognition in you. So that's, you know, turning towards it rather than turning away from that in discomfort. And when we do that, we're really opening ourselves to a culture that reveres the full spectrum of of woman, as opposed to reinforcing a culture of misogyny and shaming. Well, friends, I hope there's been something for you in this episode. And if you're a self-identified too much woman, then I really would love to connect with you. You can find me over on Instagram at kate.leeper. And yeah, I'm just totally here for more of this conversation and to support the too much women in my life, my world. And I also want to let you know again that there is a little less than three weeks to go until the Luminous Lair of Becoming officially commences. And I'm so excited about it. It's so lush. As far as a mastermind goes for creative feminine leaders, it is just packed full of juice and value. And, you know, the too much women who have taken part in previous cohorts are some of the most powerful and inspiring leaders I've ever met. And if you want to know more about the Luminous experience and apply, check out that link in show notes or head to kateleeper.com slash Luminous for the full lowdown. I'm chatting with women all this week and I would love to chat with you too. And lastly too, if you're in Queensland, um, mostly kind of Brisbane or the surrounds, I'm teaching a delicious embodiment workshop in person this weekend on Saturday, Feb 11th here on the Sunshine Coast. I'm super excited to be coming together in the flesh. Oh my goodness, I've really missed it. For a very unique class and it's called The Body and the Shadowlands. You'll get so much out of this class, particularly if you're moving through grief, loss, transition, or uncertainty. So you can find info about the tickets in the show notes as well. Okay, 
That's all for today, beauties. Go ahead, share this podcast with all the too much women you know and love and celebrate the hell out of one another, okay? (laughs) All right, till next time, goodbye. Thank you for joining me today on the Sensualchemy School Podcast. If you found this episode supportive or something landed for you here, please share it with your friends, family, and anyone who you feel might benefit. If you're loving this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to ensure that we can keep bringing you the conversations you need. And if you want to connect, please find me at kateleeper.com or over on Instagram at kate.leeper. I'd love to hear from you.